Z&D Sports Talk. What's up, guys? Z&D Sports Talk, episode number three. Trace. Trace, we are here in the building. Um, excited to get this episode started. I am your first host, Zachary Kennedy, along here with my co-host. Derek Brewer. Derek Brewer, a.k.a. Dewey. The I'm- Dewey. The do, just Dewey. It's fine. The do. <laughs> the dooster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry we're coming a day late. Busy weekend. Um, but we did get this in for you guys. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, one of them is college basketball. Everybody's been talking about UD and how we need to talk about the UD Flyers, which is very deserving right now. Um Currently sitting at number four in the AP poll. Currently just keep climbing the AP poll. 25-2 and two record. And then... Uh, Unbeaten in conference play. There were some things said by Emmett Smith this week about Dak Prescott. We'll get into that. I think we've touched on Dak Prescott every episode so far. I don't know if we mentioned him at number two. I think no, we skipped I think, over it because we kind of... Yeah, I think we kind of got... We kind of got off track with some shit, and <laughs> Dak yeah. didn't make the cut. He didn't. <laughs> which is probably a good <laughs> he, fucking thing. He threw an interception. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Game winning. Third and one. Hand the ball off to Zeke. Now let's throw a fucking two-yard out <laughs> with Amari Cooper on the sideline. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm still hurt about that play call. <laughs> um, And then we'll just kind of touch on some other shit going around in the sports world. Um. If any of you are bowlers, Jason Belmonte just won the U.S. O- or the yeah the U.S. Open for bowling. Put that That's one exciting. in your fucking thinking cap. <laughs> um, also, uh, maybe it cuts a couple weeks late, but for all you uh, <laughs> soccer fans out there, the U.S. Women's National Team qualified for the Olympics. There in, you uh, go. <laughs> which is shocker, I know. Um, but, uh, what about the men? There's nothing really going on in the men's. Side no of the sport right now. <laughs> no, it's just there's nothing like. Oh, I don't. I don't know soccer, so I couldn't tell you. Well, they start their qualifying for Olymp- the Olympics here, uh, for, here in like August, I think. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. So over the summer, there's not a whole lot going on. Every single day is a day closer to opening day. <clears throat> That's true. Have the Reds made any more moves? Uh, no, they have not. Nothing. Do you think that they will? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think there's. I think they'll stand pat, you know, unless injuries, you know. But uh, I don't see him making any any big moves anytime soon. Now that uh, unless <clears throat> unless they can still pull off a trade for Francisco Lindor, Did, but I think that's pretty. I dead. thought the Indians signed him. Uh, I thought there was talked about. I don't know if anything was officially announced. I want to say the Indians signed him because all the uh, trade talks went off about that mm-hmm. uh, about a month ago, I think. Yeah. But uh, really, if I see him making any moves, it'd be shortstop. Yeah, they definitely need that. I don't see Freddie Gallus starting the whole year. Defensively, he's really good, but it's the hitting he, man. Yeah, Just, he if he could. Like, it's okay if he was hitting, like, 220 if he had some power, but he doesn't really have I much mean, power. <laughs> Iglesias wasn't the best hitter ever, but his fielding just kind of overcame everything. He hit well he enough. Had, he hit better than he had. Yeah, I he mean. He provided it, some power. Yeah, Iglesias hit well enough to where you have to start him, and mm-hmm. his his gloves just so good. You have to sh- you have to start him at shortstop. Yeah, he was, he was good. So. Um, I was disappointed they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, it was kind of shocking to me, actually that they didn't re-sign him because of that reason, you know? Yeah, I think – I mean, really, in the last year, Galvis graded out better defensively than him, but Iglesias just provides a little more offense. And I think in Cincinnati, that's what you need, you know, with that with that field that's right off the river, balls just flying out of that fucking park. And it's small to begin with. Yeah, I mean, just balls fly out of that damn park. So you would think you would want to get a shortstop with some pop, you know. He never least, really shown much power. He just took advantage of the park, really. Yeah, I mean, at least get you 15 home runs, mm-hmm. you know, from a shortstop would be nice, especially when they got a glove like Iglesias. You know, it's always good to have a sure-handed shortstop. Yeah. But. Yeah, I know. Um, I remember the days of Felipe Lopez yeah. playing shortstop. So. Yeah. Oh, my uh, Good God. Sure, he 
could hit, but good God, it was a issue in the field. What about Royce Clayton? <laughs> <laughs> Royce Clayton. Oh God. The the Texas Ranger. <laughs> Oh, fucking Royce Clayton. <laughs> um, so right now we're going to go over the top 25. We're only going to do the top 10 for college basketball. Uh, the new AP polls came out today. Um, Kansas, who just beat Baylor, was that Saturday night? I think it was Saturday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Um, so Kansas is at number one at 24-3. and three. Uh, Baylor just falls back to number two at 24-2. and two. Uh, Gonzaga lost also. Uh, they go to 27 and 2 at number three. Um, number four is the UD Flyers, who we will talk about in depth a little bit more and talk about OB Toppin. Best, um, name, in best name in college basketball, hands down. And at number five, round, or, uh, rounds out the top five is San Diego State, who also just lost. Um, it was a big. It was a big weekend for college basketball when it comes to the top teams because I want to say out of the top 25, I think 10 teams lost. Uh, more than that. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, let me find it. I know Baylor lost, Gonzaga lost, San Diego State lost, Maryland lost, uh, West Virginia, Colorado, Houston lost. Let's see. I'll go down. There's an article about how many teams lost. While he while he's looking that up, we'll finish out the top ten. Uh, Florida State is at twenty three and four. Duke at number seven, uh, twenty three and four. UK at number eight, twenty two and five. Um, Maryland is at number nine, twenty two and five. Who they just lost to Ohio State actually. Um, and Creighton jumps into the top ten at twenty two and six. Um, so have you found that article yet? Not quite. Okay. I'm so trying to remember we'll, where it's on. We'll jump into this UD thing, and if you find it, just stop me. Sound okay. good? That sounds good. Okay. So the thing about UD, they are doing a great job. Uh, what have they won? 15 straight, 16 straight. They have the longest win streak in college basketball right now. If we go back to the beginning of the year, um, they beat a Georgia team who is 500, a Virginia Tech team. I don't really know how they're doing. Um, they dropped a game to Kansas, 90 to 84, who, which I felt like UD should have won that game. Um, I actually watched that game. And I felt like UD should have won that game, but they didn't have the experience of playing in a big game like that, and Kansas took advantage of it. Um, it was just middle mistakes on UD's part. You expect that from a team that is a – would you call UD a mid-major? Yeah, they are. They play in the Atlantic 10. Yeah, so, so I mean – one. Uh, it's usually a one-bit league. You know, sometimes maybe UD is a mid-major playing Kansas. <laughs> you know, you expect them to kind of, oh shit! You know, this is Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other game that they lost was against Colorado, who is a top twenty-five team. They're actually number twenty-one right now, and they dropped that game by two. Um, every other team that they have played, they've done pretty well. Um, they only beat St. Louis by two. Um, Richmond by eight. St. Louis again by six. St. Louis is the other best team in that league, though, right? That's where Toppin's brother plays, correct? St. Louis? Richmond. Rich- I think his, his brother plays at Richmond. Rhode Island. Or Rhode Island, yeah. Rhode Island. One of those R teams. Yeah. Um, so... UD actually has four games remaining on their schedule. They have George Mason, which is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. tip-off. They have Davidson, Rhode Island, and George Washington. They can definitely win out. They should. Now, the big question is, do 
you think UD will get a number one seed. I think there's stipulations behind it. Um, I mean, they, they're going to need some upsets. like. Um, and I'm not saying that UD doesn't deserve the number one. You know, the only problem is they played two top 25 teams and they've lost to both of them. So that's going to be looked at. Yeah, but you also got to look at like how teams change throughout the season. That Kansas loss is a good loss. Mm-hmm. But like, look at Ohio State. Look how they started the season. They started with, off all really in the non-conference. High. They started off really and, high. Uh, everyone's like, "Oh, they could," uh, you know, number one, number two seed, and conference play starts, and uh, they go, they lose a bunch of games, like four out of five or something. Still, they're locked into the field, right? Just because of how strong their non-conference win. They have like four wins against top ten teams, but. So, I think the only chance that UD has of getting the number one seed in the tournament is if they win out and they win their conference championship. Well, they they have to because... Well, I think at that point, one, if you don't win your conference championship, your tournament, you know what I mean? If you don't win your conference tournament, I don't think that they're going to put you above the other teams in the top ten for a number one seed. Because of everyone's conference schedule, UD obviously has the weakest conference schedule. They play in the fucking Atlantic 10. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is ranked. They have some good teams, but it's nothing like the ACC or the Big 12 or the Big 10. It's not those type of competitors every night. No, it's not like they go ten teams deep in the conference. You know, and <laughs> or even you know four or five. And usually, I think the A ten usually brings two or three teams to the tournament, but they're all lower seeds. Um, I just think in my mind, people aren't going to give Dayton the love. That no, I they, mean, it's I, I mean, mean, which is understandable from a committee standpoint, I guess. You when see. you look at strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. which they take that into consideration a lot in college, strength of schedule, um, especially in the college football playoffs, strength of schedule, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we could say that word all day, every day, the strength of schedule. <laughs> strength of schedule, strength of record. You know. You know, those are. So this is the best UD team I've ever seen overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Anthony Grant is that's his name correct? Anthony Grant. Yeah, I think he's doing a great job. I think that's um, his name. Honestly, I don't know. Who the, <laughs> I, think, I think he's not out. He's not out there. So I, th- I think no one talks Anthony about Grant. him really. Um, but to come into UD and put on what he's doing, and he's he's keeping some Dayton kids. I mean, he's. I mean, it's got to. the one kid, um, Landers, he went to Wayne. He's making a splash. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's talk about UD's best player. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. Best player in the country based on his name. Although for a close second will be the dude from Kansas. Azabuki. Now, let me see if I can pronounce this. I cannot. Udoka? Yeah. Azabuki. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So this is the first question, Dewey. Mm-hmm. Ask away. Does Obi Toppin win Player of the Year? Mm. Uh, I if UD wins out, wins conference tournament, yes. <clears throat> if <Why>? not, no. <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs> oh, his, his name, Obi Toppin. Yeah. All he's missing is the flat top. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I've done some research on Obi Toppin. And in high school, I think it was his junior year, he had no Division One offers. He was 6'2". He played point guard, and then he grew mm-hmm. to 6'9". And you can tell in his game that he has point guard skills. And so what happened with Anthony Davis? You know, like he was a – He was a point guard. He was a point guard, guard until his – until like junior or senior year in high school. When and he then he sprouted up. Went from like 6'2 to 6'11". Yeah. So – um, I think Obi Toppin 
I definitely <clears throat> think he leaves this year. I don't really uh-huh. see why he would come back. Um, with him being projected as a top five pick, unless he really just loves college basketball that much, and I'm pretty sure that everybody that supports the University of Dayton would absolutely love fucking Obi <laughs> Toppin coming back. Yeah, he's uh, I mean, he's averaging 19, almost 20 a game, seven boards a game, shooting 62 percent from the field. <laughs> and and the thing is, is so. He it's not he's not just a down low dunk. Let me shoot around the basket. The kid goes out and shoots threes. What's his three point percentage? Oh, you have that pulled up? I don't. Let me see. Um, I mean, he can shoot the ball. Okay, he's shooting thirty nine percent from three, which isn't bad. You know that I I think that's a pretty good percentage. It's not bad. It was actually thirty seven. Thirty nine is just on the road. That's still not bad. You know, um, I think he fits what the NBA is doing. Six nine, athletic, can shoot. He jumps out the gym. Mm-hmm. The last game I saw, um, the dude was flat footed, jumped straight up, and did a fucking windmill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, athletic is shit. I mean, really, the way I see it is, uh, as far as player of the year. He's it's him. It's down to him. I think him, um, Azabuki. Azabuki's definitely up there. And uh, Luca Garza. He's a center from Iowa. He's basically averaging a double double. So. I mean, a double double is hard to average in college basketball. Twenty three points, what nine point six boards a game. I know the Azabuki kid is gonna be a handful. Um, he's a big dude, seven foot, and and not not only is he seven foot, but he's built like a fucking man. I mean, the dude is just fucking strong, man. He just obliterates dudes down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if, we're, if we're gonna base it on on stats, he probably won't win. He's averaging thirteen and ten. Azabuki, yeah, he's got a lot of players around him though, and how many blocks? Two and a half blocks a game. I mean, as a, if you really look at it, though, Azabuki plays for Kansas, and they got athletes everywhere. He's not going to average 20 points. No. You know, with Toppin, I mean, he's the best player on the team. He's got some players around him, and Jalen Crutcher, that kid's a stud. He's clutch. You know, um, what's the kid's name? Mike Sell. Is that Ryan Mikesell, I think? Mm, let me. He's a, I mean, he's a solid player. Landers. Landers, I think, is more of a D guy. He play, he locks up defense. But yes. uh Jalen, I mean Jalen Crutcher is a hell of a player. He's hit some big shots for UD. Um Trey, uh, Trey Landers, uh, he had he had uh, last game he had eighteen points. Yeah, I mean Landers he can score the ball. I think he's more of a defensive guy, but he's going to score. Landers is going to score. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toppin, Landers, uh, Chat Chapman, I think his name. Yeah, Chapman. Rodney Chapman. I have no idea who that is. Um, <laughs> he's a guard. Averaging, what, eight points a game? Uh, so, I mean. Yeah, Mike, what? Mike Sell. Mike Sell. Ryan Mike. Ryan Mike Sell. <laughs> Great name, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But, See a future uh, CEO of Mike Sell's Potato Chips. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think the biggest thing right now for UD is take it one game at a time, win out mm-hmm. the season, win the conference championship, and I think if you do that, you lock up a one seed. I think. We don't know what the committee is going to do. They tend to do some stupid shit. Well, because they have their, uh, they took all the decision making out of it, and now it's based off of like they, the quad, quad one, two, and three, and all the stats they put together to determine, um, you know, to take the human element out of it as much as you can, but it comes up with some funky results sometimes. And Especially when you have teams like, uh, I don't know what I was reading, that I forget which team it was, their strength of schedule is like in the 60s. 
but their strength of record is like in the 30s. So like their 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 stats are they're a similar statistic, but they give they're giving away like uh, different information. So how do you? And I think the one thing that's going to kind of piss people off that are UD fans is, you know, UD's worked hard for that number four. And I think if fans see that they don't give UD in that number one spot. I mean, the problem is this is the Associated Press. It's not the committee making these rankings. So the the AP poll doesn't really give any insight into what the committee's thinking. So. So don't know until me, Selection Sunday, right? And me, and, and me personally, I see UD getting the number one seed if they went out and they win their conference championship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you could take a number one seed away from UD with if they do that. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean, that's tough, just because of how poor their strength of schedule is. But um, so the next thing I want to kind of get into is away from basketball. Um. Actually, let's stay in basketball just for a second. Dwayne Wade got his number retired in Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, We all knew that was going to happen. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Great basketball player. Um, I don't want to get too much into the other shit that's going on with Dwayne Wade. I kind of want to stay out of that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean – I don't care. It is what it is, man. You know what I mean? It's – it's their it's their life, it's their decision. I don't people are gonna say shit no matter what. It's just know. if his you know, it's shouldn't be my opinion, shouldn't participate in female sports. True. You know? So we'll see we'll see what that, happens there. That's the one thing that's that I thing. don't really agree with is if you are a male, you should not be able to participate in female sports if you consider yourself a female. That's the one thing I don't agree with. Yeah, that's I mean everything else, look at this just whatever this. you want to do, that's that's your life. That's what you want to do. But you should not be able to play female sports if you are a male. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that's just that's all I'm gonna say about that. I don't want to get too deep into it. Um, but I do agree with you on that. That should not be that should not be able to happen. Yeah, I could talk about I could talk about that for a long time. So we'll, we'll just think of my opinion as the same as Joe Rogan's, if you know what his opinion yeah. is on the, on the subject. <laughs> so so we'll get away from that because that's a that's a touchy subject. But you know, it, it's that's I would say a, I don't think it's touchy. It's just no one wants to. No one wants to talk he, about it. Yeah, no one wants to talk. Well, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, you know, just like a lot of things these days, yeah. no one knows how to have conversations yeah. anymore. We can't sit here and talk about certain shit because people don't know how to take it. Or had just sit down and have a conversation about it without getting defensive. You know Thank what you. I mean? So like we can't sit here and talk politics because people don't know how to have conversations about politics. You know? It is what it is. Me and you have had plenty of poli- political politics, discussions, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and we don't agree on some stuff, but I think the majority of the shit that we agree on is what's best for the country, you know, but I mean, it's our own opinions. Right. I'm not going to judge you for your polit- political view. You're right. not going to judge me for mine. Right. And I'm going to be honest. I don't know politics enough to sit and talk politics. I try to keep I. It's not that I don't care about politics, but I just. I don't want to talk politics with people because they get so butthurt about shit. Oh, I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. I see people, oh, man, just scrolling through Facebook. It's like, you know, you don't have to comment, you don't have to comment on everyone's stuff, man. Right. You can just keep scrolling. Just, just, keep, like, just keep on scrolling. Just it's, keep scrolling. You don't have to talk about hurt shit. You. It is what it is. People, see that post you don't agree with, just keep scrolling. Some yeah. people like Trump. Some people hate Trump. That's always going to happen. It It's... It's going to happen. When you're the president of the United States, you're going to have people that hate you, and you're going to have people that love you. We should try to get him on the podcast. We get Trump on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, because it would be the best, you know. Yeah. I'm here. It's the best podcast ever. <laughs> you know, My name number is Number one. Trump. You guys are great. Yeah. You know, here's Mike. He's great. <laughs> we have the best people. <laughs> but, you know, it, and it is and it is what it is, you know. 
I, me personally, I don't let the president of the United States run my everyday life. You know, he might have something to do what happens in my life, but I don't let him control what I do in my everyday life. Like some of these people do. I live my life, man. You know what I mean? I got a wife and two kids. I can't worry about, oh, fuck. What's fucking Trump saying now? <laughs> no, he tweeted this. Yeah, or what's this dude saying about Trump? Or what's this dude saying about Trump? Or what's Trump saying about this dude? I don't give a fuck, man. I mean, the more crazy stuff he says, the better. The more memes to share. Yeah, I mean. Just the <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to get away from that shit, too. <laughs> Unless you want some memes. Yeah. (laughs) So the one thing that I want to touch on is definitely going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And it's what um, Emmett Smith said about Dak Prescott and kind of what his take on Prescott should be about his contract situation. All right. So before we get into this discussion about Emmett Smith and what he said about Dak Prescott, um, I want to give a shout out. Um, one of you know, one of our fellow softball mates has a YouTube channel that you guys should go like and share. Um, his name is Brandon Cusick. And subscribe. And subscribe. His name is Brandon Cusick, and it is Muck Bang Monday. I have no idea. What the hell that means. <laughs> but, um, but it's catchy. It's catchy. And I w- if I'm not mistaken, he goes to like different restaurants and shit on Monday. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you. He's a good dude, though. Go go watch his YouTube and you find out what it's about. Yeah. Um, Be surprised. And then I have one more. Let me find it real quick. I actually work with this person. Her name is Beth Morgan. Um, Elizabeth Morgan. I don't know what she goes by. I call it we. She goes by Beth at work. Um, go check out her podcast. Um, YouTube. And I think she finally put her shit on Anchor. I told her about Anchor, so she put her shit on Anchor. Um, Beth or Elizabeth Morgan. Um, and it's called Dink It and Sink It. I know one of her podcasts was about the 10 ways to die. So some uh, interesting shit, um, you know, podcast-wise. Go check it out. You know what I mean? We're always throwing some love and support around. Brandon Cusick, Mukbang Monday. Beth or Elizabeth Morgan, Dink It and Sink It. Go look that shit up on YouTube. Um, Cusick only has a YouTube and I'm pretty sure Beth has a YouTube and an anchor account. So all of her shit's on there. <clears throat> Before, uh, Oh, my bad. Go ahead. I have one thing, just a quick, pretty hilarious thing that I, that just came out a couple hours ago. Um, so hand measurements at the combine today, uh, for those of you who, uh, who really care, um, Joe Burrow's hands measured nine inches, which is small. For a quarterback, apparently, and he tweeted out, um, "Considering retirement, after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep me in your thoughts." <laughs> <laughs> so, a uh, little comedy there from uh, the future Cincinnati Bengal. He's going to need it playing yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, they're talking about trading him, trading that pick. We'll see. Well, it could be smoke. Re- reports are coming out that Burrow doesn't want to be there, but. I don't know. No one knows. We'll see. Nobody knows. Nobody could, that could be smoke nobody. from other teams. That's true. Trying to get the Bengals to pass. Or trade. So we'll get into the Cowboys Dak Prescott situation. He is still not signed. Cowboys and Dak Prescott are in still contract negotiations. One of the greatest running backs of all time and one of the best players in Cowboys franchise history came out and said that Dak Prescott should take $28 million. Still high. And then he will make the rest of the money that he is wanting 
and endorsements. And that because he's the face of the Dallas Cowboys, um, I actually watched a segment of the Dan Patrick show, and he was talking about this. And the one thing that Dan Patrick said that kind of got me thinking was he doesn't disagree with what Emmett Smith said, but Emmett Smith should not have been the one to say that. Because Emmett Smith held out on a contract. He missed a couple regular season games. So basically what he's saying is you can't tell someone to hold out of a contract whenever you held out also. Mm-hmm. What do you – okay, so first give me your take on what Emmett said. Uh, and then give me your take on if Dan Patrick was correct. Well, I mean, Emmett, it's his own opinion, so in his yeah. mind. But I just want to see your insight on what Patrick said. Yeah, so I agree with Emmett Smith for uh, a couple of reasons. One, I don't think Dak's even worth $28 million a year. So get that out of the way right now. <laughs> Second – um, if he's if he's really wants to win a Super Bowl, taking less money will help him free up the cap space to go sign other players. So you can build a team that can win a championship. Now, that's all, you know, between Dak and his agent, you know, what they want to do. I don't think the Cowboys are far away from building a championship team. I think they have the pieces. I think the one piece that was kind of not letting them get there was head coaching. Yeah. And the defense didn't play up to par. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't help when your defense is on the field all the fucking time because we're throwing the ball and not getting first downs, three and outs. Mm-hmm. We played behind the whole season. Yeah, I mean, sorry, it's, for, uh, like, sorry for cutting you off, but that's just what my take is on that shit. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know you're frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. I've been a Browns fan since they came back in 1999. I know all about frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't let it bother me anymore. <laughs> really. So, um, but to go back to your your question, um, yeah, I mean, Emmett Smith is right. I mean, he also to go back to what Dan Patrick said, uh, people weren't making as much then. Like the contracts weren't as stupid as they are now. So, I don't think it's. I felt like sure he held out and everything, but it. Is it fair to – like, if it was in today's game, would he have done the same thing? I mean, you can't say that for sure because of how much more money you're talking about. So I'm pretty sure what Patrick said was Emmett Smith held out and he got the, – so the Cowboys dropped the first two games that Emmett Smith held out. Jerry Jones gave in because he mm-hmm. knew he needed fucking Emmett Smith. And the contract that Emmett Smith got for being one of the best running backs in the NFL at that time – was three years, twelve million. Yeah, I'm sure that wasn't even fully guaranteed either. Yeah. So, yeah, where it's coming to where look at what look at what Elliott got paid, look at where what Gurley got paid, and how much of that's guaranteed. Plus the rookie. and Derrick Henry's contract is coming up too. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, still got what? Still two more years for Nick Chubb. Then he'll be owed a boatload of money. Um, but also back then, like the rookie, there was no rookie scale either. So when he was drafted, um, it was just negotiations. Like none of that was, there was no guaranteed slot either. So I think that it was different back then than it is now. So I don't think you can compare the two. Um, I see where Dan Patrick is coming from. I understand his point, but I don't think that's. I don't think you can compare it to his situation to this situation because two completely different situations, different positions. Um, so I don't have a problem with Emmett Smith saying that. You know, he is. I think he's earned the right to say that based on his being one of the best running backs of all time and a cowboy for basically his whole career for the last couple of years. Two years, and then he came when back. He was and like thirty-seven. Yeah. yeah. So, so so here's my take on this. I wouldn't say that Dak Prescott isn't worth $28 million because the bar was set with Jared Goff and Carson Wentz getting 33 So from that standpoint, I think Dak Prescott is worth 33 You think Dak Prescott is just as good as Wentz and, and Goff? I think Dak Prescott's better than Jared Goff. 
And I think Dak Prescott has produced more right now than Carson Wentz has. I can see your uh, – I can the Carson Wentz thing, I, I don't mind, but I don't think he's better than golf. He's more mobile than golf. That's I mean, a freaking dump truck is more mo- mobile than golf and golf. I just uh, – I don't – I think golf had one good year and everybody just kind of rallied around him. Same thing for Wentz, really. Yeah, and because I mean, once he had but, that MVP, it was he was going to win the MVP if he didn't get hurt when they won the I'll, Super Bowl. But Wentz has less to work with than Jared Goff. Now, yes, now he does. Yeah, he's got like a number five receiver. <laughs> yeah, so Jared Goff has Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, his tight ends were Everett and Higby. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and his defense was solid. What happened this year? That was when Gurley was at the top of his game. Well, yeah, now he is. So I'm guessing based on reports, he has arthritis in his knee. So that's why they're so careful with him. So I don't think that Jared Goff can lead a team by himself. I I don't think Dak Prescott can either. But I think, I think I think that Dak Prescott right now is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Mm, I don't know. I've, it's tough because Dak has that mobility, whereas Goff is way more accurate. Like I've seen Dak miss, I mean, miss guys. Dak and, misses throws, but his team led the league in drop passes this year. There were some throws that Prescott was putting on guys this year that I was like, holy shit, Dak looks really good. Our guys just can't fucking catch the ball. I wouldn't say that Dak isn't accurate. He's kind of accurate. Dak yeah, but the difference, but so, I'm saying the difference between a guy running a crossing route and you putting it on his back shoulder and him having to stop and catch it and leading him, it, that's that's like 10-yard difference. So what I'll say is Dak misses big throws in yeah. key moments and key situations. Mm-hmm. But overall, I still think he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I don't like. I don't think Jared Goff is all that. I don't think he's hyped up. I, mean, I think Jared Goff is hyped up. He was. He was third in the NFL in passing yards this past season. I, I just. I. But he's the same situation as Dak. They didn't. What did they do? What did the Rams go eight and eight? Mm-hmm. Seven and nine. Uh, that's a good question. Let me pull up the standings right quick. You know what I mean? Just to me, to me, leading the league in passing yards doesn't mean shit unless you get to the playoffs. Well, no. I mean, you also can't turn it over, which I think they both threw about the same amount of picks, I think. Yeah, but to me, I just think right now Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jared Goff. And I think Rams finished 9-7. 9-7, and okay. They also, uh, they they got rid of a lot of defense. Defensive players, I think they did. From the they traded Marcus Peters, yeah, because um, they bought them all to try to win a Super Bowl, and then the cap came on calling, yeah. and they couldn't keep them all. So, and another thing, like I said, I think Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's better than Carson Wentz, but what I'm saying is right now Dak Prescott has produced more than Carson Wentz. Car the 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 hit on Carson Wentz is that he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. The hit on Carson Wentz is that in big key moment situations, he's not there because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles led them to a Super Bowl, not Carson Wentz. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's, if you watch that Eagles team, when Nick Foles was in there, it was a completely different team. And I felt like Nick Foles fit better. And that game plan on what Peterson wanted to do than what Carson Wentz does. Well, he changed the game plan to fit Nick Foles. Because when, they, saying, when he tried to run the same game plan, Foles was garbage. But what I'm saying is that team looked better with the game plan of Nick Foles. I don't know. I mean, when they, won, they went to the Super Bowl, and when they won the Super Bowl, <clears throat> might have been the year before that. Whichever, I don't know, whichever one where Wentz was having the MVP type of his second year, he's going to win the MVP if he doesn't tear his ACL. Yep. And week like 14. So, and then after basically 
Then that was hurt. enough. That was yeah. That was enough for the Eagles to pay him. Just that one. That one season. And I'm not denying that. I think that but the injuries what do say, take an effect because he's not out there practicing. But what I what I'll say <laughs> is, if you're going to pay Jared Goff and Carson Wentz that kind of money, you set the bar. Mm-hmm. Now Dak Prescott is a $33 million a year dollar quarterback. Mm-hmm. Depends what, on, yeah, I mean. What, it, what the fuck is Mahomes going to make? <laughs> He's going to make like $50 million. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, because here's the thing. Like I said. And how how much is the cap going to go up, I think, too? That that, that's gonna very true. But, and, and like I said in one, I think it was the first episode that we did. I didn't see Dak Prescott being this type of guy. We well, got to understand that the agents play a big part in this. So a lot but, of players but, just leave it all up. But to the in the same, but at the same time, you have to be the man if you don't agree with something and step in and say, "Hey, I'm not doing that." <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate Tom Brady to death, but look at what he did. So he ha- he could have a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Took way less money than what he deserved to put key pieces around him to win a Super Bowl. And it wasn't like they were going out and signing these big time free agents either, but they fit the system. Yeah. You take which I never understood how no one ever decides to copy this philosophy. But uh Bill Belichick, when he's signing players, he's like takes the one thing that you do really well, and I'm gonna have make you do just that one thing that you do really well. Like, how hard is that to that shouldn't be too hard to copy for everyone else. It seems like it is. There people other Teams are trying to fit uh, square pegs into round holes. And I don't. But let me. I mean, if you want to make, you can make the wins argument because if you look at career statistics here, Dak Prescott has uh, fifteen thousand seven hundred seventy-eight career passing yards, ninety-seven touchdowns, thirty-six interceptions, and a rating of ninety-seven. All right. So Carson Wentz's career. I think they came in the league at the same time, right? Same draft. I think so. If not, they were like a year apart. Let's see. Find that out really quick. The, the yeah, only- it might have been a year apart, but Wentz's stats. Uh, let me just make sure they come in the same year real quick. So, like I said, but while he's looking that up, the only thing that pisses me off is I felt like Dak wasn't going to be that guy. And we could put key pieces around him to win a Super Bowl, and him take less money. And I understand. Go get every month. Go get, go get your money. Go get the money that you think that you're worth. But at the same time, don't sit here and preach about you being a team leader, and the teams first, the teams this, the teams that, and then not be able to help the fucking team. So yes, they came in the. They both came into the league at a. Uh, 2016 was their rookie year. I think that was Prescott also. Yeah, both yeah, both Wentz yeah. and Prescott. So uh, Wentz's career stats are 14,191 yards, 97 touchdowns, 35 picks, 92.7 career rating. Now, the touchdowns and interceptions are virtually identical. Prescott has more yards just because he's been able to stay healthy longer. Right. Um, so they're pretty, like, if you – And Prescott has more division titles. Hmm. Or they might be the same. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. But either way, you can't make an argument that one's better than the other. Yeah. So I mean, if his agent, like if, so his agent, if he's a, his agent is probably a good agent, I assume, um, a good agent, he should take no less than what Wentz is making. Really, thirty three, which is yeah. fine. But we he can easily make he, that make that argument. Dak wants forty. And he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's the thing that's <laughs> pissing me off is Dak Prescott wants 40 mil. I'm not giving you 40 mil, dude. We have other people that we have to sign to win a Super Bowl. You are not going to lead us to a Super Bowl. You are not going to be the only factor that leads us to a Super Bowl. You need Amari Cooper. You need Michael Gallup. You, you need, need Ezekiel Elliott. You need the offensive You need line. the best offensive line in football. Yeah. You need a tight end down the field. Those and are all Jason needs, Witt. not Jason Witt. <laughs> and Jason Witt. Not Jason Witt. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Oh, come on. No, you're five yard to curl routes. He's going to be open every time. So don't, don't sit here and tell me that you can be the only one that leads us to a Super Bowl because that's not going to happen. You're not that type of quarterback. You're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Drew Brees. You're not Tom Brady. You're not Peyton Manning. Doesn't have the accuracy. You're not Russell Wilson. To fit it into tight windows like those guys. You need those guys to go up and get something. Take less money. Plain and simple. I kind of agree with what Dan Patrick said about Emmett Smith, but then again, Emmett Smith is the one of, the, in my opinion, a top three running back of all time and one of the best players to ever come out of the Dallas Cowboys organization. That man has deserved the right to say whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. And if he is telling you, Dak Prescott, to go take $28 million and get the rest on endorsements, open your fucking ears. Listen to someone that's been there. Take it, man. You're not helping yourself. You're making yourself look bad. Shit, I'll take five million. And I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if you if you go in and don't agree to thirty three or less to sign Amari Cooper, and you make forty million and we can't sign Amari Cooper, I hope you come out on opening day and get fucking booed. <laughs> Oh, I really do hope that. I really hope that that's what fucking happens. If we can't assign, if we can't sign Amari Cooper because you're greedy ass, then I hope you get fucking booed. That's just how I feel. Sorry. We'll see what happens. I mean, they don't want to. They don't want to tag franchise tagging. So they want to get a deal done. So we'll they want to get a deal done because we'll they know happens. that the only way to do that is to franchise tag Amari Cooper. Really? If uh, also you don't know how right long. Now, right now, Byron Jones is pretty much off the table. I don't see us re-signing Byron Jones. Well, can they work the cap? Like, and that's you why say Dak wants forty million a year. But if you think he signs, what? What's you know how long he's looking? Five, six years? I'm not sure. Sign to a six-year contract. You backload the fuck out of that contract. So that way, maybe this this year, next year, the first three years of that contract, he's making less than thirty million a year. But in the last three years, is boom, it goes way up, and then you know you can re you know caps caps going to go up. You know you can space. renegotiate if he, you, you know, can renegotiate after those first three years. Put some clauses in there that re so you can renegotiate. You know, and I feel that. And next an in next episode, these are going to be the type of questions that we're going to ask my brother because. He's a big Cowboys fan also, and he has his own take on certain shit. So I'm really excited and really eager to see what Tyler has to say about this situation because we don't really talk about it much. So it'll be it'll give us an opportunity to kind of sit here and talk about what he thinks and the kind of the situation that we need to go or the situation that we need to rework and reroute for this all to happen. Hot route. Anything you want to talk about, Dewey? Anything specific that you would like to talk about? Alrighty, so what I would like to talk about is uh, some more Astros news today. Back to the Houston Astros. Houston Astros. These so Jose Altuve. Cheating motherfuckers. Some dirty cheaters. But uh, Jose Altuve made his spring, spring training debut today. And uh, he was booed. By uh, Tigers fans, and he was also hit by a pitch in spring training. <laughs> Hell yeah! So <laughs> they say it was intentional. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't. It's up for debate. So who, who know? Who really knows? You know, if I was gonna throw at somebody, I wouldn't throw. I'd throw a curveball, hit him, like make it seem unintentional. Yeah. Anyway, um, I digress. This shit's just gonna. It's just gonna hit the fucking fan, man. It is. I think it really is. It is. Uh, yeah, I think uh, they, like they're gonna have to come up with something because uh, baseball will commissioner maybe uh, gonna maybe have to warn warn teams before every game. If you throw at them, you know you're automatically ejected. Stuff like that, but because it's gonna be every series, like it may not be every game, but every time you play, especially when you visit a team, like first game. Maybe. 
I'm anxious Someone to see fastball 97 to the ribs, you know? I'm anxious to see how Astros fans react. Hmm. Like, I'm anxious to see how they react that first series at home. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, are they going to cheer? Are they going to boo? Is it going to be both? I think if you're at the game, you're going to cheer. Um, I mean, just look at Patriots fans. They always, you know, you have that state of denial for, you know, until it's uh I think the difference with the Patriots proven. and the Astros, though, the Patriots never really came out and said that they, like, the players kind of denied everything. Hmm. That, That's these, true. These yeah, Astros, you can't blame the players. You can blame, like, the coaching staff. And, but these Astro players have actually came out and said, like, yeah, we cheated. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> Carlos Correa <throat> admitted to it. I don't know. In one it's of the tough. Ta- I, w- I was watching a take on Carlos Correa, and it was after Cody Bellinger said that they stole the World Series from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And Correa breaks down pretty much every key moment of the World Series. And basically what he did and what he was saying was in the World Series, teams have special signs. Mm-hmm. And nobody would be able to decode those signs. Mm -hmm. And a couple times, a couple times he would say, we might've cheated during the season, but there's no way that we could decode those signs in the playoffs Mm -hmm. or in the world series. They're too big of games. People aren't going to want their signs decoded. Mm -hmm. And then basically saying in the key moments, there wasn't a lot of runners on set. So he said that he was cheating. He he admitted that they were cheating, but then again, he never said anything about the video camera in center field. It was always about a runner on second. Mm-hmm. That's how Correa made it seem. Like they were stealing signs from second base. Mm-hmm. He never really admitted to the videotape. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's tough because – Especially knowing how often those teams change teams change their signs, even throughout the regular season, right? Especially in the playoffs, you know they're going to change their signs at least before the start of probably every series, you know. And in the World Series, probably every game. Yeah. Right, you're going to want to have every advantage possible. So, I can I can see where he's I can believe him. I can believe that answer. Um, that the World Series is too big a stage. People are too cautious. Because they want every advantage possible. So even the videotape, you can't decipher their signs. Even mid-game, people will change their signs. Like, especially with when catchers having so much control. If they think, if they think the the runner on second, for example, is stealing the signs, they'll go out to the pitcher and say, "Hey, instead of the third sign I put down, it's going to be the fourth sign I put down, or something. That's going to be the the pitch we're throwing." So, so I can I can see where I can believe it. I mean, I can see where he's coming from, and I think uh, I think when Bellinger took a shot at the Astros about stealing the World Series, I think that that was kind of uh, I didn't really agree with it, but I understood where Bellinger was coming from. You know, he felt like they got cheated, and everyone around the league is feeling the same way about the Astros. Mm-hmm. They're not happy about it. It's fucked up. It's bad on the game. It's gonna make the game look bad. And Derek Jeter said it's a black eye for baseball. From the goat himself. The goat. You know, so these the the thing that the Astros have done is gonna it's going to it's going to affect the game. And I think the commissioner is gonna have to do something about it. The one thing I'll also I I don't want to fuck this quote up, but I'm pretty sure when the commissioner was asked about this. He said something about the World Series trophy being a piece of metal. That's oh, how he yeah, described he said, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 and, yep. And players around the league did not take kind to that. No. And LeBron, I think, even came out and said something about the disconnect between the MLB commissioner and the MLB players. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you got to listen to your players. Uh, Justin Justin Turner was one of the biggest guys that came out and said something about you know the piece of metal. 
Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just a piece of metal. You know, even it's going and it's what we play for. Mm-hmm. So even going back and just looking at the scores and the box scores from these games, I could definitely see his point because when they lost, like Houston scored less than two runs, like in all their losses, like they're two hit their first game one they lost they had like three hits yeah game what five or four they lost they had two hits and they lose three to they only scored one run and their other loss so um the only yeah, thing- there wasn't wasn't really a super high scoring world series so i could see why i definitely believe um correa now you know, and and I see it from Correa's standpoint, but at the end of it, you kind of have to go, well, you cheated during the regular season. What makes you not want to cheat in the fucking World Series? Well, not, once not, and able are two different things. But but what I'm saying is, there's still always the possibility of that happen that that happened. But I understand his standpoint as it's very hard to decipher these signals, you know. But at the same time. Technology can do a lot of shit. You know, when you're cheating by technology, you can figure out a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So it would be different if it it was just them stealing the signs at second base, but they were using technology to steal these signs. So it makes that that much easier. It does, but there's also... How do I want to phrase it? So just by videotaping the signs doesn't mean you're going to be able to decipher them. So you still have to have someone. Right. And, and, and like I said, I, I, I agree. Because not and not every pitcher is going to have the same like signs too. Like number right. one, like obviously is going to be your fastball. But two, your second pitch might not always be the same for everybody. So you got to figure that out. You know, what's. I just think in the back of everyone's mind, it's always going to be, did they cheat in the world? Oh, series? yeah. I mean, you can't not think about it, but I mean, and you can just see all, you can just see all sides of it. It's pretty, you can make it easily, you can make an argument for every single side because of the way the World Series is. And I agree. So I think that was the last subject that we were going to kind of touch on. Um, like I said, next week we'll have our first guest, um, my brother. He will be here to talk some football. Uh, we'll probably throw in some by next week. We should have a better idea of what's going to happen in college basketball. Um, hopefully there's some MLB signings. Maybe we'll see some NFL contracts. Um, I did see that the Jets signed Josh Dotson. Hmm. <laughs> Um, are the Lions going to trade Darius Slay? Nobody um, knows. There, you know, there's a bunch of questions still up in the air. So you guys tune in next week. Tyler will be here. That will be our first episode um, going live on YouTube. We will figure that out for you guys. Um, we will share that. Um, once again, you know, we appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, we're going to keep putting this stuff out. You guys keep you know, listen and give us feedback on what we should do, what we should talk about. Um, get this thing to a hundred likes because my wife Kendra does not think it's going to happen. Um, views, views, likes, whatever. It's views. It's views. <laughs> <laughs> so give this thing, give, <laughs> give this thing a hundred views because my wife doesn't think that it could possibly get there. And uh, like I said, we appreciate it. Um, we keep doing this because you know. One, we love to talk sports and we love, you know, just the thought of talking sports makes me happy. <laughs> but, uh, gets the know, blood flowing. Yeah. But giving it to you guys is, you know, that's another big part of why we do this. You know, I've had a lot of people come up to me and be like, man, I love the talk show. Um, I love the podcast. You guys are doing good. Um, got one compliment that me and you work well together. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, and that's why we started this. Me and Dewey knew that, you know, we we don't always agree on things, but we can always sit down and have a conversation and not let our emotions get the best of us. True um, that. And we kind of feed off each other, you know. So we, we, we knew this was going to be a good idea. 
So, like I said, you guys share this thing, like it, um, Anchor, Facebook, YouTube will be next week. This is episode three. We are signing off. Peace out. Dewey, sign that thing off, brother. Oh, it is being signed off as we speak. Sign it off.